You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. It is such an honor and a pleasure to have you here as always. So today we have another coaching session that I've recorded and I'm sharing with you here on the podcast. So today, Dina Liu is coming for coaching. So this is her bio to give you some background. So Dina Liu is a full-time calligrapher and creative business coach from Vancouver, Canada. She quit her nine to five job in 2019 after running her calligraphy side business for a year. And since then has taught over 50 calligraphy workshops, worked on numerous calligraphy projects and coached over 50 calligraphers in starting a business. These days, she's working hard on getting her YouTube to blow up. She currently has 1,700 subscribers. So in today's conversation, we talk a lot about switching up your niche and switching up your sort of main business activities. So for a long time, Dina only worked with calligraphers and teaching calligraphers how to do a calligraphy business and teaching calligraphy workshops. And now she kind of wants to serve more general folks and work with more creative entrepreneurs and open up her scope, as well as switch to doing YouTube and trying YouTube as a platform. So we discuss about pivoting a ton, but most importantly, in today's conversation, we talk a lot about mindset and specifically the mindsets of the like I'm not special enough or like I'm not maybe unique enough or you know what if you feel like you have to get lucky doing something to like quote blow up on YouTube or like go viral on YouTube I think this is a really great episode especially if you feel in any way sharp or form you know uncertain about venturing into a new dream or trying something new or you know it's so easy to start something and look at the competition and be like holy cow they are so good how will I ever compare to that so we're discussing all of those feelings in today's coaching session with Dina quick thing before we get in this was another episode that I had recorded while I was traveling so my audio quality is not the best yet the content's still really strong so I hope you enjoy this session with Dina all right let's go to the show well, welcome to the show, Dina. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're going to get in right away. So Dina is uh, a reader of P.S. You're a genius and then now doing a genius session. So tell us, Dina, what are your top gifts and what is your genius? Mm-hmm. So I did all the journaling prompts in the book and I came up with four. So the four are learning, creating, writing and self-motivation. Love that. I love that. And what are some ways in which you feel like those come out to play? Like in terms of like you doing your genius, what kind of tasks do you find yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think running a business in general, like uses Mm -hmm. all of those because I have to create new things all the time. I'm writing things. Um, and I have to be motivated because I don't have a boss. So I think just running a business in general, um, has, is like me using all of them, but more specifically now, I think I want to focus more on my YouTube, which I know we're going to talk about more later. Um, because I want to like learn even more things, create more things and not just keep doing the same things in my business, which I'm kind of currently doing. Like I'm running the same programs. My marketing is the same. I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Thank you for adding that little bit of context. You sent in some amazing questions for today. So I think we should get right to them and start with number one. And 
it says this. I feel like I'm not special enough to get massively bigger on YouTube. I know my channel will get a little bigger each month, but I'm scared of disappointing myself if I don't get way bigger sooner. How do I keep going and believe in myself? I feel like I've always been hustling and never reaching my goals really easily. I really resonate with this, Dina. I think a lot of people really resonate with this. Tell me more mm -hmm. about the thing that really stuck out to me that I would love for you to tell me more about is the I'm scared of disappointing myself if I don't get way bigger sooner. Can you deep dive on that a bit more? Mm -hmm. um, I guess I have a really big goal for myself. Like this year, I want to go from 1,700 subscribers to 200,000. Okay. <laughs> that's my that's my goal for this year. And I, I set the really big goal because um, I always want to like think bigger and like dream bigger. But then I, and I think it is doable, but then it requires like a lot of work and maybe some luck and maybe some viral videos. So I think it is possible and people can definitely do that. But I don't know if, like, I think realistically I might not get there. So I don't want to, I guess I'm just scared of like putting in so much work and then like just disappointing myself if I don't mm. get bigger. Gotcha. And then how does that tie in with the feeling of like, I feel, I feel like I'm not special enough to get massively bigger on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the people who get big really quickly are really like they're really special or they're doing something really special. And I think with my current videos, I, I already have like 60 videos. Uh, I've been doing YouTube for a year and a half. I feel like they're just okay. And I'm improving them like one step at a time. So each video is getting better, but I don't think it's like massively special or like my personality is like massively special to get like to go viral. Mm. You've talked about this before as well, the sort of feeling of like comparing yourself to like other YouTubers or, you know, other folks. Tell me more about that, about the, like the, the I'm not special enough, like that, what, like, what is it at the end of the day, what do you kind of feel like it's, it's really about for you? Like, is it a couple of ways I would invite you into like thinking through it is like, is it sort of a deep feeling of just like, I'm actually like, I'm not good enough or like what I have to say is not important enough or I don't trust this dream enough for it to come true. Like how, what do you feel like is really at the core of the I'm not special enough belief? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a combination and then I feel like maybe I have to get lucky too. Like I have to be special and I have to be lucky for one of the videos to get bigger. Um, but I think it's also, I've been running my business for two and a half years. And I think when I quit my, uh, sorry, two and a half years full time, it was one year on the side before that. And I feel like when I quit my job, I thought I would be more ahead uh, like right now, cause it's been two and a half years. And so I, I think I'm, I'm like good with where I'm at right now, but I feel like two and a half years ago, I thought I would be making like six figures. <laughs> so I guess there's like a history of, I'm like trying really hard, but then I didn't get to where I want to be. Mm. How important is achievement for you, Dina? And like, do you, or in terms of like, 
do you really thrive off achieving and like do you find yourself setting very large goals and then consistently falling short like or do you love setting big goals and then you use it to like motivate yourself mm -hmm. um i've always been an been a achiever um i always like doing things but i think it's like i don't I think I'll be okay if I don't achieve something. It's more of like the, I really enjoy the process and I like goal setting. And I know sometimes when I have a big goal, it's it's maybe I won't reach it, but then maybe I'll reach half of it. Like I will get closer to it eventually. Um, but I guess it it is important to me, but it's okay if I don't meet the goals as long as I'm making progress towards it. Okay, gotcha. Because mm -hmm. I know this might seem really counterintuitive, but what if you just took on the belief that you were special? And mm -hmm. I know that seems like really <laughs> awkward and yeah. leading into something that maybe doesn't feel natural or normal. But like that was sort of the in, the intuitive advice that kind of came to me is like, what if you just leaned into the fact that you were special and you almost acted as if you never had this doubt at all of like. Oh, am I not special enough? Like, will this go viral? Like, what if you just assumed that one of your videos will go viral and that you are special enough and you are good enough? Like, trying on that lens. Mm -hmm. Even if you just made one video from that place of, like, that high self-worth deservingness energy of, like, you know what? I am special. And you know what? Hey, you never know. Maybe this is the video that goes viral. And just, like, trying that lens on for size. Just because it might be just, a, just a, such a different narrative than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And actually I because I'm a I'm a business coach for calligraphers. I tell my clients the same thing. I'm like, oh, what's the limiting belief? Just turn it around. Believe mm -hmm. the opposite. Yeah. It, it, but it's always hard to do it when when it's like the when you're on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I totally get that. So I would say lean into for one video, make one video and lean into the mantra and sort of the narrative of like I am special and just that possibility mindset of like, what if this is the video that goes viral and not having any pressure on it and mm -hmm. not putting anything on it in terms of, you know, pressure to perform, but just leaning in with that energy and trying to create from that energy. Cause that is a very different energetic space to build from versus like the, am I good enough? Is this going to go? Is it, it needs to move faster. Like why is there not more views? You know, there's like that sort of more of like an expansive energy to build from or like a more of a mm -hmm. contracted controlling you know, trying, forcing energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Okay. I will do that. I will, I will, is it fake it till you make it kind of? Well, I guess I'm, I'm just turning my mindset around, not faking it. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's just more than anything. It's trying on a different energy and a different perspective and a different lens once mm -hmm. and just okay. seeing where it gets you. Because I feel like if you could lean into it once, you could lean into it twice and you can lean into it three times. Um, and then maybe that self-limiting belief of like, I'm not special enough. I think with time and traction will dissipate once you kind of get more like views and clicks and watching, but not really like faking it to make it, but just leaning into a different narrative and trying it on for size to see if it feels better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. I will do that. I will, yeah. I will do the, I will do daily affirmations. I'm special. Yeah. And I always feel like when it comes to affirmations or any kind of new belief we're working through, the more uncomfortable it feels, the more it means it's probably a sign to be working on it. You know what I mean? 
because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one that's like you really like reprogramming to your subconscious mind. The other thing I want to mention here that you had touched on is that you said you needed to be really special and you needed to get lucky. And mm-hmm. those are two words that almost feel hard to attain. Um, Cause like, even if I think about my own goals and if I put on my goals to the lens of, okay, well you have to be really special and you got to get lucky. I'm like, Holy Jesus. Like, I, Oh man, like I, <laughs> a, I got to get really special. How am I going to do that? And B I got to get lucky. How am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what if, what if you took on a kind of a different narrative or looked at your growth on YouTube to 200 K subscribers through like a different lens of almost looking at it through like a, a business lens or like taking out the luck and looking at it through like the law of numbers. This is what I, one of the things I always like to teach, especially around building stuff or going after goals. It's like, okay, if you, how could you reverse engineer getting 200,000 subscribers? Like how many videos would you have to produce? Uh, how many videos, would need to get a certain amount of numbers. How do mm-hmm. you get a video that makes, how do you make one video that gets like a hundred thousand views, for example? Um, but like reverse engine, reverse engineering it versus focusing on luck. So for example, I read an article going into pitching literary agents. I read an article that if I pitched between a hundred and 150 agents, I would get one yes from one agent. So I was oh. like, okay, I know in back of my head, I got a pitch. I got. A, I was like, okay, I'll pitch 100 agents and I'll get one. And I pitched 100 agents and I got zero. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just pitch another 100. Um, and it ended up, the numbers ended up working because I ended up getting two offers for agents at the end. And mm-hmm. it, instead of instead of having the, the narrative of being like, oh, you have to be lucky to get an agent. The agents are really hard to come by. I was just like, let me just do the math and reverse engineer this. And you kind of take the emotion out of it. And instead of using words like being special and getting lucky. What if we just like look at this from a numbers perspective and like running the stats and looking at it through that frame and then it makes it a little bit less personal and more like carrying through an action plan. How does that feel for you, Dina? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I really like that because I, I guess I've always thought that getting bigger on YouTube, it's kind of like winning the lottery. <laughs> like it's kind mm. of just by chance, but I think... I think and something out of your control when you take on that narrative too, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think changing that perspective to make it more um, like seeing it as a business, I think it really, it makes sense. And I'm already thinking of like, oh yeah, how could I do that? I think it's just more videos, higher quality videos and making videos that answer questions that people have, like doing the keyword research. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's definitely possible to reverse engineer it. I I think I just need more videos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like really looking for realistic role models as like the book PS your genius sort of states of just like people who've gone on to build out, you know, the kind of channels that you want to have people who have 200,000 subscribers or or just like people and like looking as well. I'd be like, okay, how many videos a day are these people making? You know, how long are these videos? Like, how are they doing it? But um, yeah, getting kind of on that sort of same pathway because I think Mm -hmm. removing the wording and the mindset stories of like being special, getting lucky, even like winning the lottery. That's all like stuff that feels hard to control or you're kind of putting energetically, you're, you're putting the energy into like, you're taking it out of your control and being, it's like, Oh, the YouTube algorithm or like viewers or like viewers thinking I'm special versus being like reclaiming that energy is like, this is my talent. This is what I got. I'm going to like just making X amount of videos per week, follow this strategy. And I will like, systematically reach a goal that I feel like will that give you more peace in Mm -hmm. achieving your goal I think so 
Okay. Yeah, thank cool. you. How does that feel about question one? Do you have any other follow-up bits about question one? Or do you want to move on to question two? Um, I, th I think we're good for now. Yeah, okay. we can we can move on. Yeah, this has been helpful. Okay, perfect. The last yeah. thing I was going to say, you, you said in the last line, you said, it, I feel like I've always been hustling and never reaching my goals really easily. And then you had made the sentence earlier in the call about like, oh, I feel like I should be further along than now. I would mm -hmm. just say, I feel like most people feel that way. I feel that way. So I don't know if that feeling ever goes away, <laughs> especially when oh, we're that like, is true. <laughs> when we always are achievers, we always feel like, oh, I should be like here and there by now, you know? So mm -hmm. I would say you're not alone in that. And don't, don't, don't worry about that too much. Cause I'd say if you talk to like any other podcast listener or like any other entrepreneur, I'm sure like <laughs> they would all agree with you in that sentiment and feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's do number two. I've announced that I'm pausing my group coaching program, Calligraphy Business Accelerator for six months. Should I go 100% full out working on YouTube or still get some one-on-one -on -one business coaching clients? I feel like if I still do coaching, it's as if I don't believe fully that I can get big on YouTube, but I enjoy coaching and it would be great to still be making some income, but it does take time slash energy to promote and work with clients, not fully at ease. But I wonder if I will be super stressed only working on YouTube without income. Okay, this <laughs> is a so question. many butts in there. Oh, that's okay. My reading out loud, I've been I've really had to work on it for the audiobook. I'm still nervous. I was always the kid in school who was like nervous to read out loud. It's just like ironic that now I have to read stuff out loud for a living. But <laughs> <laughs> I always get nervous reading things out loud. Um, this is a great question. My one comment here, can I give you some input, Tina? And can I reflect something yeah. to you? Okay. How much mm -hmm. do you feel like you look at life through like black and white through like, yes, no, either, or bucket one, bucket two, like that sort of black and white thinking mindset of like, it has to be this or this. Yeah. I guess when it comes to making decisions, it's like this or that black mm. or white. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Cause I was going to say, I feel like you could totally keep some coaching in here, um, because it's giving you some income. And I think having some money come in is always a bonus. It'll take some stress off of the YouTube. It depends how you like to work. Like if you feel like you love having the fire under your butt and you want to just go in hundred percent on YouTube, I'd say go in. If you like that feeling of a little bit more ease and just feeling a little bit more supported, I'd say it's totally all good to keep working with clients. Um, I definitely understand that it takes like energy and time to promote and get clients. Yet I think, I think it'd be totally fine to do a little bit of both. I don't think it would hold you back from this, you know, getting big on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I think that might just be a story you're telling yourself that you, you know, it would be like taking away from your YouTube videos. I do understand mm -hmm. that the YouTube videos take a lot of time to produce, but I'd say keep a couple coaching clients around if you need to maybe increase rates a little bit or rejig packages. So you were working with fewer clients, but like making more money or something. Mm -hmm. What is your feeling around this, Sina? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I think I could re realistically, I could do both. And I think it might be a good idea, but I guess one worry that I, I didn't type it out in the question. Um, it's that if I do one-on-one -on -one business coaching, I don't mm -hmm. think calligraphers will pay for that. Like I would want to work with like my niche would be bigger. Like for example, I would work with 
um, people who want to start like an online business. It doesn't, so not just calligraphers. So then now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, but then my, my Instagram account is Dina calligraphy. <laughs> it's like all calligraphy. And then how can I, um, go more broad? Like, will people see me as a coach for calligraphers or can I be a coach for creatives? But then my business name is still Dina calligraphy. So then I guess I don't, I wouldn't know how to transition into just more general business coaching. Gotcha. I think you put this in a follow-up question down the road that we'll probably get to later around like shifting your brand focus, you know, mm -hmm. if you're uh, with like your YouTube work of just sort of making it more broad of sort of like serving, you know, creative businesses and the personal development and lifestyle, kind of working it a little bit broader versus just calligraphers. I think that is a totally a change that could come with time. One of the things you could do in a really light and easy way is just like, I would always think about like the minimum viable product of like, what's the easiest thing you could crank out to mm -hmm. get these clients. I would just make like a quick sales page on sales page or on Squarespace, make like one package, like quickly hash out, you know, business coaching for creatives. Don't spend too much time on it. And then like hop on Instagram stories and send a blast out to your email list and just be like, Hey, I'm now offering this. I've got, three spots for this, um, winter slash spring DM me. If you want one, here's what we're going to work on. But like super easy, like something that you spend maybe three hours, like max on between like writing a sales page and just like popping it up and then just sending, doing a little impromptu Instagram stories, sending out a little email blast, but like something quick, um, mm -hmm. just like that. You could even just like pop it out there and like introduce it and put the feelers out there and see if you get any bites, you know? How does that feel for you? I think that's a great idea. I'm worried that, cause like right now I'm super niche. It's like four calligraphers yeah. and then I'm going to open it up. And then what about in like six months, if I want to relaunch my calligraphy program and then people will be like, Oh, like maybe they'll forget that I'm a calligrapher. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why I'm like just super concerned about now I'm niche, but then now I'm going bigger, but then. What if I still want to do the old thing? Will people be confused and think right. I'm all over the place? I don't think so. I think you could try it as a sample. You know, mm -hmm. I would say, look at this as like a new addition to all your offerings. It's just this, like, even the way you phrase it, you could say, Hey, I'm making this as a trial. I'm taking three clients. It's a sample. You could say, this is a beta package. I'm just trying it for six months. I'm working with three people mm -hmm. and introduce it that sense, you know, that way you're not telling your audience you're committing to it. You know, you use the words like trial and beta program working with like mm. X amount of clients. It also gives you, it lets you kind of hit the reset button if you don't like doing this or if you get no bites or anything, it's just kind of, you put it out as like a beta or a trial, um, and take it from there. How does that feel for you? Okay. That feels better. <laughs> Like, cause I, I feel like when I make a decision, it's like, okay, I'm doing this forever and yeah. this is what it is. I get that. Um, I, so I yeah, totally get I that. Think the trial is, the trial is good. Like wording it like that. Yeah. I would definitely try like a, 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 something like that. That might be nice. Cause I think it would be nice for you to make some income and still work with some clients. I mm -hmm. think it's good, especially when you're trying and focusing energy on something that's so intense, like the YouTube building to have other things in there to give your brain kind of a break. I know when I was working really aggressively on pitching for my book and like that year when I was like writing my book on the back end, I was like building up my membership and I was launching, 
you know, your conscious empire and I was working with private clients. And when I was like doing non-book things, it was almost, even though there was still work, it was Mm -hmm. like giving me a bit of a break because, you know, when you're pushing really hard on one domain and it's a slow build, putting a hundred percent of your energy in there can feel very draining, but it's like when you got multiple pans in the fire, it Mm -hmm. feels just a little bit better. And especially if you're getting money still from coaching, I think you'll just feel a bit more lightness versus mm-hmm, just that putting true. 100% into YouTube. And then I'm worried that, you know, if, if it does take time and, you know, good things sometimes do take time, um, you might get frustrated if you don't get like instant satisfaction or like instant results. It might just be easier if you have a couple other things going as well. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I will do that. <laughs> I will do it. I'll do like the, I'll do like the trial business coaching for creatives. Yeah. And then you, yeah. And yeah. then you can also say like, Hey, um, cause you still do one-on-one for uh calligraphers, correct? Yeah, I could. Okay. Oh, is coaching one-on-one brand new or do you already do stuff with clients one-on-one? I, um, when I first started coaching, it was one-on-one, but it was way more, uh, it was way more affordable for people. Um, and then I started the group coaching. So the group coaching is like the main thing that I promote. Um, but at my current one-on-one prices, I don't think calligraphers will want to pay for that. It's more like, uh, people who want to just start a general online business. For example, if someone else wants to be a coach, I could coach another coach. I totally get that. Yeah. 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 I think you could build up sort of this new little offering say it as a beta even say hey if you want to start your calligraphy business and work with me one-on-one i'll also mm-hmm. work with you and yeah. this is a good time to think about for sake of ease in terms of making money thinking about anybody that's ever asked you questions around hey dina how did you start your business i want to start my xyz or anybody that's ever followed up with you around coaching or asked you questions about that kind of thing or people that you know, mm. it's a good time to send a little follow-up message. Be like, Hey, I'm offering a beta trial or a beta test, um, on this new package I'm building. I just wanted to loop back with you because you said you wanted to start uh, X kind of coaching business. And here's the link. Do you want to get on a call call? <laughs> you can mm, totally do okay. one of those. So, so yeah. like, really think in your head, if you know anybody that would be a good client for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. How do you feel about this question overall? Any other questions, Tina, or anything else around this that you want to talk about? Um, I think that, I think it, I, the question is answered. So I, I know what I'm doing. Um, but then I, okay. I guess another thing is I just feel like Cause I, cause I know you, like you talk about energy. Um, so I feel like I'm not 100% YouTube if I do it, if I do the coaching, <laughs> I don't right. know. I understand what you're saying. Like with the energy stuff. So how can you be 100% into something, but then still do something else. Yeah, I understand your question. I definitely understand where I 100% understand when you're coming uh-huh. from. I would look at it like this, Dina. I think you are 100% in on your business overall. Like, 
you know, there's no doubt in my mind that you are like a hundred percent in on your business, whether that's mm-hmm. YouTube or clients or, you know, anything that you do going forward, like you are a thousand percent there. Mm-hmm. So it's just about the way I would see it is just splitting up your time. So you a don't get burnt out. B you're still making money and C you have other things that are giving you progress and momentum and income when something Mm -hmm. is still starting from scratch. That's how I can see it. Okay. Especially, especially what I know of like coming off like two years of doing a book. um, It's always nice having other things in the background while something else is like taking time and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm thinking of it more of like from, from what I would give advice to you is around just like you protecting your, kind of energy and you don't get frustrated and it as well as the money piece of making some income I think energetically I feel like energetically you're very fully invested in this YouTube channel and like building it and growing it like I feel like energetically you're so there mm-hmm. so I really wouldn't worry about that too much because you're 100% all in on your business you know it's not mm-hmm. like you're that is true shortcuts. you know I would look at it like that how does that resonate for you yeah I, I like that Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really 100% wanted to go full out and put 100% of your time to YouTube, I'd say go for it. Only you can kind of make that call. If you were like, Kelly, make a decision for me, I'd probably like do a little bit of one-on-one stuff, get some money in the door. It'll feel fulfilling. It'll give your brain a break from YouTube videos and then do videos as well for mm-hmm. the bulk of your time. Oh, I have an idea. What if yeah. I, I can, okay. Cause I guess I've never tried going like just spending all my time on YouTube. I could like do one or two weeks just YouTube. Cause I just finished a launch for the group coaching, like the last mm-hmm. one. So then maybe I could for the rest of January, just do the YouTube just so I can see what it feels like. And then mm-hmm. in February, then I can all launch like the new like trial business coaching for creatives offer. Totally. And I can do both things. Yeah. 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 Totally. I like that idea. Cause I feel like there's a part of you definitely that wants to go hundred percent all in. Do, am mm-hmm. I sensing that correctly? Yeah. But I'm also scared of not making money. <laughs> there. I get yeah. that. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, I think that some client work would be definitely good. Yeah. Give yourself, give yourself, you know, Give yourself into the end of January, you know, give yourself like two weeks to go full in on YouTube, go mm-hmm. and try, you know, play. It's always good to try, you know, and see and take it from there. I like that idea of the trial. And then when you feel like it, you can always uh, go promote the new like trial beta, beta test coaching packages. How does that mm-hmm. sound? Yeah, I, I think I'll do that. Then I can try both things. I don't, yeah. I don't have to commit to either or. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And I would really look at this all as just like, you know, through the lens of still like trial and exploring and, you know, I know you have, you know, serious goals around your business and your YouTube channel, but still keeping that energy of, of kind of like trial and play versus Mm -hmm. like that stress or like the constricting or like that pressure of like, it has to be like this versus like a little bit more of that ease of let's just see what it's like, you know, almost as like a, science experiment of like, let me just see what it's like to do like two weeks full-time being like a full-time YouTuber and like come at it with more like curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I will do that. Cool. 
do you feel like we've answered question two? Should we move on to question three? Yeah, let's go to number three. Okay, cool. Since I made the decision to get big on YouTube, I've been spending my evenings editing videos, which helps with getting videos out on YouTube twice a week, but I also feel more tired. Ideally, I don't want to work after dinner. How do you find the balance between making sacrifices for something you really want versus taking care of yourself? Ooh, this is a great question. My first thought here was, can you outsource the video editing? Or do you I, want to do it yourself? No, I don't want to. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I think this is more just like about time and mapping out time and kind of knowing your limits mm -hmm. do you work best you know with like a schedule or do you like to kind of free flow with your energy and sort of take breaks when you take breaks and work when you feel inspired or do you like a like a this is what i'm doing every hour of my day kind of routine how do you like to work dina yeah i, I do it by the hour like every morning i make a plan <laughs> for the okay. day yeah like okay, hour gotcha. by hour <laughs> okay okay gotcha and then what time do you feel like you're working until, or like what, ideally, maybe this is a better way for me to phrase this question. Ideally, how would you like your evenings and weekends to look? Like, do you want to like stop working at five and have like totally free weekends? Or like, do, do you have like an idea in mind of your dream, mm -hmm. dream way of like spending time off and taking care of yourself? Yeah, I, I guess my dream dream is only to work like five hours a day. Okay. But that's like way later. Um, but I think for right now, I want to keep weekends mainly free, which right now I am doing, like they're mainly free. And then on weekdays, I want to, I'll work like the whole daytime until dinner. And then I think after dinner, I just want to give myself free time, like not plan or schedule anything. But then maybe if I feel like doing like one hour of work, I'll do it if it's like exciting. Mm -hmm. If I feel excited by it, or I can just like rest or, or do something else. Um, but I guess I, I, I don't want to plan things for after dinner. Okay. Yeah. Totally makes sense. How much work right now are you doing in the evening after dinner? Like how many hours or like what mm, kind of work? Maybe like two out, two to three. Two to three. Okay. And is there anything in your daytime activities that could go like, for example, you know, are you spending like an hour a day like scrolling, like just for kicks? Um, any like other miscellaneous like tasks you can outsource, delegate, mm -hmm. looking at places where you can automate, you know, for example, like automating things, just grocery delivery instead of having to go and get the groceries. Just like thinking about ways to free up time. Is there anything that comes to mind of like ways in which we could free up time for you in the day to like mm -hmm. reclaim those hours, those two hours? Yeah. Okay. I actually think this might not be a problem anymore because when I typed up these questions, I was still in the middle of a launch. So uh, in the mornings I would work on my group coaching launch. And then in the afternoons I would start to work on the YouTube, but then now that's over. So I think I will have time to work on the YouTube now. Okay. okay yeah. Cool. So I don't think, I don't think it's a too much of a problem right now. Okay. Okay, cool. So maybe we can go to number four. Sure. Yeah. 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 This is, a, this is another um, question that came to me. Do you have courses, Dina? Like self-study online passive income courses? You mean, do I sell them? Yeah. Um, I have, I do. I have a course for calligraphers on how to teach workshops. It's like super, super niche. 
Okay. That might be something, because that's self-study, that might be something mm-hmm. that you might want to consider promoting more or like doing running little promotions around even mm-hmm. while you're working on getting the YouTube up because it's done, you know, and it's self-study. So yeah, that's think true. about ways you can promote that or get creative and market that or even if it's like running little like, I don't know, buy this and get like a free 30 minutes with me or little things, but just stuff that's going to save you time uh, instead mm-hmm. of doing one-on-one work with clients. So just an idea that came to mind is like leveraging any passive income digital products that you have. That's true. I Something else I could also do is for my group coaching, I have... I have like a bunch of video lessons, like a lot of video lessons. Um, I could mm-hmm. make a course version. Well, it's it's already done. I would just, it's just, I could sell it without the calls and the community. So it's just the resources. So that's also something I thought about doing for some yeah. income. Yeah, definitely. That's a good idea too, because that's leverage, you know, and scale. And mm-hmm. I feel like those two things would always be a nice comp. I feel like digital passive income products are also nice compliments on a YouTube channel because it's like also passive to watch. You know, people are going to watch like whenever. And if they can enroll in these items, whenever. It, it's cool because it's like if somebody in another time zone is watching at 2 a.m., they could start, you know, t- taking your course at 3 a.m., you know what I mean? And just go do it. So mm-hmm. I think, I feel like yeah, that kind of intuitively came to mind of just being like, what other kind of digital passive income things could she leverage or what could she build out in, in terms of a course? So I think that's good that that's on your radar and something to consider as well is just, mm-hmm. yeah, building out that like second little, that course without the coaching calls and community and promoting your calligrapher workshop thing more. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll do that after the trial business coaching for creatives. Yeah. 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 You can park that. Like that can all come whenever, whenever, um, Mm -hmm. no, no rush on that. Okay, cool. Should we move to question four? Yeah. Okay. I think my niche for YouTube might be too big, creative business, personal development, lifestyle, but I am passionate about these things and I'm not sure how I can narrow it down or if should narrow it down the program video ranking Academy. I'm in always tells me to niche down more. Mm. Personally, you know, YouTube is really not my domain. So always take that advice with a grain of salt or anything that I give you with a grain of salt, just because it's not Mm -hmm. my background. I would say from a business lens, I would just go in with the idea of experimentation and making specific videos for sure, but also tossing in whatever you desire around creative business and personal development and lifestyle, because I feel like the way I look at it as like it, as you never know what hits, you never know what your audience really resonates with. You never know what could go viral. Um, and kind of just sort of sample around. I think it might be nice to sample a little bit while you're still in this build phase with your YouTube channel and Mm -hmm. do that before you get to a place where, you know, you're two years into your channel and you're really known for one thing and you're like, Oh, well, I kind of want to pivot. It's going to be way harder than to pivot then. Um, so I think it'd be totally okay. If you share a bit about creative business, personal development and lifestyle, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the, the people that I like on YouTube rope in multiple things, like the one makeup vlogger, Alana Davidson, who's from Vancouver. Uh, she's big on YouTube, but I like, all of her makeup stuff, but I like watch her like home updates and her daily life and 
just what she cooks. It's just interesting. <laughs> so I think it'd be totally fine for you to pull a little bit of those elements in because it gives you, I feel like it gives your audience as well, like a 360 degree view of you, you know? So I think it'd be okay to mm -hmm. sample with yeah. those other topics and play and come with that energy of like exploration and play and seeing how it goes and seeing what clicks and then maybe make a decision, you know, two months from now and be like, okay, what's, what's, what is going well with the stats? What's clicking? What do I like making? You know, where am I seeing a good, you know, return on the videos I'm making, like what's really working. That'd be my approach. How do you feel mm -hmm. about that, Dina? I think that's what I'm doing right now, but I'm always worried. Like if I'm doing something wrong or if I'm like doing something where it's like limiting my growth. So I guess maybe the bigger issue is that I'm, I always doubt the things that I'm doing and if they're the right things to do for me. Cause like other people are saying this or like the video ranking Academy is saying this, like niche down, niche down. Um, but then the last one to two months, I've kind of been just like going really, really big uh, mm -hmm. and like broad with the videos just to try things out. Cause for my first 50 videos it's been super super niche like calligraphy business mm -hmm. related mm -hmm. yeah so I guess I just don't want to like jeopardize my success yeah I get that because I know I looked at your YouTube channel and all your past videos were the calligraphy stuff and were really niche and tailored and how you're shifting this kind of new direction and broadening it up I would say I know this sounds cheesy to quote my own book but I would say uh -huh. this is one of those times when you have to like in my opinion, you kind of like throw out everything you know and go with how it feels of like, I think, I feel like you're kind of making an intuitive decision to like try this. And I think you should honor that mm -hmm. like feeling and that download and that creative idea and that vision and like run with it because you kind of never know where it's going to take you. And I think it's important to kind of like listen to those downloads and that intuitive insight. Cause I feel like you've had this for a while and it's like not going away. And I think Sometimes it's more important to trust that than what like the quote unquote like experts are saying or like what makes sense or like how to structure a YouTube video. There was a time in my business, was it about a year ago? I can't remember, two years ago. I think it was around the time when I started to pitch for the book, but I had like a really strong download to stop listening to all business podcasts that I was listening to and literally stop following people's like recommended strategies on building things mm -hmm. and growing your course business. And, and I was like, I really want to work on this book. I don't know if it's going to work, but like, I'm going to try. I kind of want to pivot my business in a bit of a different direction. I want to write a book that's like really different. Like there was like a standard way of writing a business book. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to try something a little different. And it's just sort of like about following. Sometimes you like really have to follow that intuitive insight versus listening to quote unquote, the expert. I feel like you might be in a bit of that bucket right now. Does that mm -hmm. resonate it for you? Yeah, that's like totally me, totally me right now. Yeah. I think you yeah. should honor it and listen to your intuition and just follow it and look at this through like an exploratory lens with this channel and like pulling it, making it more broad and like pulling out the scope to create a business and personal development and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'd say go for it because it's also I feel like where you feel called and most excited by and I think that also showcases well in videos. So it's like if you're excited to make it and excited to do it, I think it just is going to respond better. And people can feel that when they watch a video, you know? Mm -hmm. That is true. How do you practice, like, intuitively following yourself? Very like, great question. Is it just question. a day-to-day -day, day -day thing? 
I'd say start with like, yeah, I'd say start with little things and like build up. So like in the book, it's like, I teach like little things like, okay, what, when you're at a coffee shop, like, what do you feel intuitively pulled towards on the menu? Or like, what kind of coffee do you feel like today? Like in the present moment, like what decision do you want to make now? Um, Mm -hmm. And then kind of building up to a little bit more things of like, if you're going for a walk, it's like, okay, well, which, which way do I want to go? Like, do I want to go down this street or that street? Or if you're going, you know, shopping or it's like, you've got to run two errands. It's like, hmm, which one do I feel like I should run first, A or B? It's just kind of like running every little choice past your intuition and just sort of seeing which one comes up first, or like what answer comes to you quickly and first and sort of going with that and then practicing that over time. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, once you kind of build up that muscle in that sense, that's kind of when you can kind of move to like bigger things and like more like yes, no questions, this or that questions of like, should I do this? Should I not? And then seeing if you get an answer in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I would start with the little stuff and practice. It's almost just like practice trusting yourself in small things. And that'll give you confidence to practice trusting yourself in the big decisions. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm trying to do it for the big things, but then I'm not doing it for the small things. So I'm like doubting myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. So I'll, well, I think, I'll start with the small things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're doing it with the big things, I think that's good. Like that's where you, that's where the needle really moves forward. You know what I mean? It's like less over the coffee orders and more about like following your purpose. You know what I mean? I think you're doing a good job in that sense of really listening. So I'd say you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. How do you feel about that question? Do you have any other thoughts around the question about the YouTube niche? Uh, I think I'm good. I think I'll, yeah, I will follow what I intuitively feel. I, I think that's really good advice. Cause I always feel pulled in different directions. Cause there's so, so much advice everywhere on like yeah. how to succeed with YouTube. Um, yeah. but I think for right now, I think it's good for me to just experiment, uh, and like do everything kind of all at the same time. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's almost like mapping out your own course on how, how do I succeed on YouTube? Like, mm-hmm. like how does Dina Lou succeed on YouTube? Like as, as you, you know? Like how mm-hmm. you do I love that. Yeah. You know? Not and how someone like, else does it. Totally. And it's like almost as if you're building out your own course on how to do it yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Let's do okay. question five. It says, I feel bad spending money on myself because I've been making less from my coaching business in the past few months. How do I find the balance between abundant mindset, spending while trusting that the money will come versus practically making sure that I don't go broke? <laughs> this is a great question. Uh, there is definitely a fine balance of this one. I would mm-hmm. say spending the money, when you say spending money on yourself, what do you mean? Do you mean investing in your business through a course? Does this look like treating yourself to like, I don't know, a cookie and a coffee and like an afternoon or like in a nice like journal? Like what, what do you, when you say spending money on yourself, like how do you define that? Um, I guess it's personal and business expenses. So for personal I like to get a massage like once a month, but then okay. this month I canceled mine because <laughs> cause I'm thinking, oh, I made less, so I don't have to spend that $100. Or it's like a business expense like, well, right now I want to get a MacBook because my current laptop is like super, super slow for video editing. Mm. But then a MacBook's like, uh, like I want to spend $1,800. Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking, oh, should I wait like three months? 
maybe when I do the one-on-one business coaching and I make some more money or should I get it like next month sooner, but then I'm not making that much money. So then, yeah, how do you, I, I think I've always found it hard to kind of find the balance between trusting the money's going to come and, uh, like saving money mm-hmm. and being a good steward of my money. <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely get that. I mean, it's definitely a, such a, a balance of both, right? Like the spending abundantly and then like, you know, buying yourself a laptop and then also like saving and being like financially savvy. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I would say, I know for me, when it comes to making like big purchases or, you know, saying like, okay, I, I want like a new laptop or I want this new thing, or even if it's something in my personal life, I will use that number as like motivation of being like, okay, what do I have to sell and how much do I have to sell? And what, what do I, what kind of promotion do I need to run? And what kind of thing do I need to do to like literally make that money? So I'll be like, give an example, say you want to do the laptop. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's about 2k. I would literally yeah. be like, okay, in the next month, how do I get myself that extra 2k for that laptop so I can buy it, you know, within one month. Um, so it's like how many clients do I need to sell or how many coaching packages do I need to sell mm-hmm. the clients? Um, you know, how many courses, many, the, the little digital offering that you have, how many of that would I have to sell? Like figuring out a plan and then holding yourself accountable to like get the money and then put it towards that. That's how I would, that's how I do it. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like really just getting creative and finding ways to get the money together. Um, or if you really like that fire under your butt, buying it now and having that amount of money on your credit card and then like taking action mm. and getting that done. <laughs> I did that once I bought like two courses at once in I forget uh-huh. what year it was. It was 12 K and I oh my gave gosh. myself three weeks to make the 12 K and I had, I wanted to pay off that, that credit card off in full and I did it. And I, it was one of the times that I just was like, I'm so motivated because I, it was already on the credit card and I was like, I'm going to sell like hell and get this like credit card paid off. But I was really motivated. <laughs> so oh my I gosh, I think it's good to just, it, it's however you want to do it. I would just think it's more than anything. It's about holding yourself accountable to making the money. It's like, more than anything, it's how do I, how, what do I need to sell and how can I make the money to get this? And then holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. and doing it. Yeah. So I guess it's not, oh, let me save more. It's how can I, how can I make the money to pay for it instead of how can I save like two, $2,000? And yes. I guess that, that really makes sense as a business owner. Cause we can, we can make more money. <laughs> yes. With money, there's the, the CB, the cutback or the MMM make more money. It's always, the answer is always make more money. Um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, cause you can, cause you can only cut back so much, you know, um, you can only save so much. So it's always like, okay, how can I make more money? How could I just sell some more stuff? Like, what do I need to do? Uh, how many clients do I need to reach out to? So just like get in the, ha- the habit of being like, how could I create the funds? That's always what mm-hmm. I do. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause I feel like as well, it would be so lovely for you to have a new laptop. I feel like you'd be inspired by that. You know, videos take energy on a computer to, you know, edit. So I could only imagine like editing on like an old laptop. I feel like you'd feel so motivated with a new laptop, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, think about how could you get that $2,000 together? What would you have to sell? Even if you're like, you know, doing some stuff or think, even if you run this week, little promo to sell some of your digital offerings or something, um, mm-hmm. just getting that, trying to get that in the back of your mind of like, how can I get this like extra 2k in the door? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. I will think about that. 
Yeah. yeah thank How you. do you feel about that overall, that question? Do you have any other questions or like follow-up questions around that, Dina? Uh, I think I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, cause I feel like you probably are very good at like, you know, being practical with your money and all that kind of stuff. A really great tool I like to recommend for business entrepreneurs of like managing finances is a book called Profit First. It's linked at kellytrack.com slash tools. But if you're wondering about like business finances and business spending, I would point you in that direction of like budgeting and allocating funds. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, but okay. I think this was more of a, first. this was, yeah, but this was, a, yeah. this I sense is more of a mindset, mindset question, my money mindset question. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it is more mindset, but I, I have read money mindset books. So I think I, I have to go revisit them, reread them. Yeah. And you know, that was an old tip I got from one of the old coaches I used to work with. She would make all of us read, um, money mindset books every single morning for like 15 minutes every single day because it would like put you in that abundant state before starting mm -hmm. your day so you're more than welcome to borrow that tip if it calls to you and speaks to you um to kind of get to like get into that state before starting your work of all the the money stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. okay that's a that's a good idea well, i will try that yeah any other questions that you have, Dean, or anything else you want to go deeper on? We have more time here as well. Um, I have one more question. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of related to the time management piece. Yeah. So when you, um, like, do you make a plan for what you're going to do every day? I work with, my, I do, I down my three most important tasks. So my three MITs of like, what are the big three hard things I need to get done? by mm -hmm. at the end of the day and then I cross them off one by one in my like paper agenda I don't like time block I know some people like swear by that I mostly just like flow with my energy and I know my, also my golden hours of like when I'm my most productive and when I'm my least productive so I try to do like my biggest hardest tasks first like the Brian Tracy eat the frog analogy mm -hmm. of like hardest things first I try to crank out my three MITs my three biggest hardest tasks of the day and then I'll do all my extra stuff um, so it's kind of just like mapping it out in my paper agenda. There isn't like an exact like science or system. It's more about like at the end of the day, like knowing my energy levels and when I'm most productive, trying to do my hardest tasks first, which is also the hours of the day I'm most productive in the mornings. And then in mm -hmm. like my afternoons, I'll do all the miscellaneous stuff and the less important things. Um, okay. that's what if, the best way I've oh, been able to figure it out. For those three things, what if you, do you always finish those three things? No, sometimes I don't. I try to, but even if I get one done, I always I'm like, feel oh, bad I when I don't finish. <laughs> no, I get that. I definitely understand that. Um, I would say, yeah, I think any, any progress is also good progress. Another, I think I can't remember if I passed this off to you in the coaching calls, Dina, but tracking your stats, um, especially when you're working towards larger goals, like the 200,000 subscribers mm -hmm. on YouTube, like, having like a success log where you track all of the successes right. and daily wins. And like, Ooh. even if they're little, they go in, they go in the victory log. Um, and just keeping track of all the little things. Cause that was Ooh. a big yeah, thing. I, yeah. I should do I, that. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say, yeah. Started, 
Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We're talking over <laughs> okay. each other. That's okay. We're very excited about this topic, so it's all yeah. good. Okay, you go first. You can go. Oh no, I was gonna say it's um I think it's it's a thing that I'm doing now while the book is out and it's like little bits are coming in and I'm just like every day I track it. It was something I used to do a ton when I was trying to get the book out. It was just like, oh today I pitched three agents and it's good to do the victory log when it on paper it looks like nothing's happening, but behind the scenes all these tiny million steps are happening. So it's good to just like see it for yourself and like you feel that progress. And that's also nice because sometimes we don't always finish like the three big tasks in the day and that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start doing that because I just started bullet journaling. So I can totally make like a YouTube tracker kind of thing where every week I can, uh, write down, okay, how many videos did I post? Okay. How many subscribers am I at now? Or how many comments I got or something like that? Um, so yeah, I can, I'm, I'm totally going to do that. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Of course. And even tracking little things that you did, even if you're like, Today, like any small wins of just like, especially I think these are really important on the days when we don't get all the to-do list items done or we have an unproductive day or we feel down on ourselves or just things feel hard. It's just being like, okay, what are the small wins? It's like, oh, I had like one idea in the shower for a new video, even if it's really basic, you know, just mm. keeping track of those little wins every day, even if they're little, they're still wins. Yeah, that's true. Okay, cool. Thank you. Cool. Yay. Any other questions, Dina? Anything else? No, I think I'm good. Thank you so much for this. You're so welcome. <laughs> Thanks for reading the book and writing a really nice review and coming to all the book club calls. What was the most helpful thing, number one most helpful thing from our chat today for you? Ooh, I think there were a lot of takeaways. Um, but I think the biggest one that stood out is like, just listen to myself. Like, and follow what I feel intuitively and not to uh, like listen to what everybody else is saying, but just listen to what I'm, I'm saying to myself. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I think that was the biggest. I love that. I think that's really good. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a way in which you can always go down the right path is listening to yourself, even if it doesn't make sense to other people, or if, even if other people do it differently, the way in which you do it for you is the right way to do it. So I think that's a great, a great takeaway. I'm glad you mm -hmm. had that feeling. Yeah. Yay. Cool. And do you want to share where people can find you online? If people want to learn from you, work with you, hire you, watch your YouTube videos, would you like to share? Yeah. Um, well, I meant we talked about YouTube a lot. So if anybody wants to check out my YouTube, it's just Dina Lou on YouTube and then everywhere else I'm Dina calligraphy. So my website is Dina calligraphy.com. My Instagram is Dina calligraphy. So you can find me there. Amazing. I'll put all those links in the show notes and to the listeners, I encourage you to go go follow on YouTube for sure. Boost up that subscriber count. <laughs> yes, thank some, you. Go send some folks. Go, 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 yeah, go hit, was it hit the subscribe button and give me a thumbs up in the video and put yeah, a comment and down below? Yeah, and hit the notification bell. Hit, oh, hit the notification. <laughs> I don't say that. It's, it's kind of too long. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But to all the listeners, go do all those things on Dina's channel. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming and doing this session. Thank you for these amazing questions and thank you for letting me record it and share it with the community. I so appreciate you. And you did such an amazing job uh, reading the book and answering the questions and finding your genius. And yeah, I just want to give you a huge shout out and 
shower you with praise for just showing up and doing the work and i really see you taking action and putting yourself out there and i just want to applaud you and celebrate you for that dina because you're doing such an incredible job well thank you thanks kelly you are so welcome yeah thank you for everything you're so welcome all right, my friends, and there you have it. That is the episode today with Dina. I so hope you enjoyed listening in and eavesdropping in on our coaching call. If you want to order a copy of P.S. You're a Genius and discover the work that only you can do in the world, you can do so at kellytrack.com books. The audiobook, which is narrated by me, is now up there. So it's linked at kellytrack.com books and all the places where you can find the audiobook if you want to enjoy 5.9 hours of me telling you why you are a genius how to find your genius and that you are amazing and you should stop believing all the lies that you're not good enough so <laughs> that is all there for you at kellytrack.com books and hey if you've ever wanted to coach with me one-on-one -on -one, and if you liked what you heard today and you want me to work with you privately kellytrack.com coaching is where you can go to learn more about how i can support you one-on-one -on -one. i would love to do that if that sounds like your jam all right, my friends, that's everything for you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you. And in case nobody has told you, you, my friend, are a genius. All right, catch you back here soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.